Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning into your favorite podcast. Well, I hope it is New Keys. Um, it's a new week, it's a new topic, and since it's season two, there's a new guest every single week. And today's guest is Pale Sangwasheng, also known as Bleezy, who's going to help us speak about, explore, and just you know, get to know what the role of an artist manager is within the space of Amapiano. Have a listen. Today we are talking about artist managers. So I am joined by Palisa Nwasheng. The streets know as Bleezy. Like I always feel like <laughs> fight the urge to say Bleezy. <laughs> yeah. But she has been in this field and who better to talk about it um, other than Palisa. I chose Palisa because she's been on all aspects of it, um, being the corporate side or rather the people booking artists. And she's also managed artists as well. So Palisa, thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to say hi, you know, give them a young brief intro of who you are. Hi guys, um, thank you for having me. Um, I've got kind of a long story, but let me just be brief. <laughs> um, I am firstly, my name is Balasan Washing. I'm from Timbisa. Um, sorry for the sounds in the back because you know I'm working while I'm in yes. this. <laughs> so. Um, well, I'm from Timbisa. I studied at UJ, then went to UNISA. You know how that works when you don't, when you're focusing on party life. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, for me to get to this point, I started out working in events in with event companies. I mean, I've worked with Homecoming. I then went into a more corporate space where I worked with Glen 21. And I was basically like a production assistant, doing hospitality management, and here and there dealing with artists from a booking perspective, you know. But then obviously, as time went by, I then transitioned into a manager. So I would like to think of myself as an artist specialist. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um straight into it we asked our viewers to just give us like what they think an artist manager is what they think the role of an artist manager is are they happy with the current like scheme of artist management in South Africa maybe even to narrow it down to the genre amapiano and yeah. this is what they had to say yo what's up new keys family um Kathy here um what is artist management when i'm a piano artist so to a lot of people people think uh an artist manager is just there to groove with the artist and hold their bags and give him the sticks and stuff that's no it's not that um artist management goes way beyond that um you literally have to make sure that their brand is clean you have to make sure that their social media is clean. You have to make sure that their career is clean. Uh, their business side of stuff is clean. Like, there's a lot of stuff that go into artist management that people really do not see and think it's like a cool job to do, guys. 
being an artist manager is hard. Um, are we happy with ish amount of time? Peace. Okay, that was Kati and what he had to say on artist managers. And briefly, he just basically said, like, it's in the gutter. He thinks it's in the gutter. <laughs> artist managers are a co groovist They are there to groove. That's what he, he thinks, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't like, like, shitting on anyone, so I'm just going to say that's what he thinks. I don't know what it's like. So... Alyssa, what do you think the role of an artist manager is supposed to look like? And then maybe afterwards you can give like a comparison of what it currently looks like. Mm. Um, I think from a holistical point of view, an artist manager is someone who has the best interests of the person that they're managing at heart. And this goes for any management position, um, whether it's big corporate companies, small businesses, because that means your main focus and um, care is on making sure that goals and objectives of the company are reached. So yeah. when it comes to artist management, you need to be able to listen to your artist, um, help your artist put their um, their goals and um, what they things that they want to achieve into perspective and help them align all of that with actually who they are and where they see themselves in like five, ten years and what they actually want to build. Because yeah. there are some artists who are happy to, who have other passions and they're happy to just be artists for like two years. They don't want to build that brand of like around their mm. artistry or their stage name or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. someone is a painter, but now like they just found out she has a good voice and then she's like, I'm just going to sing for like two years. You know what I mean? Mm. You need to be able to understand where your artist is and obviously having knowledge of how the industry is and how to maneuver yourself to help your artists get there. Now, the problem becomes, in, in comparison to what artist management looks like now, artist management looks basically like, you know, that song with Chris Brown where he speaks about we in the VIP and you can't even get in. It's, yeah. basically, it's basically just about, oh, I'm managing this person. This person is a big artist. And there's some people who don't know how to handle that hype you know i mean there's people today who don't know who beyonce's manager is who jay-z's manager is because the objective is that you are there to work and you're not there um for self-interest so unfortunately with the way society is now and grooving and whatever people's roles get lost in translation you know whereas I, I personally feel like managers shouldn't be partying with their artists. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But that's just me. There's some people who can work around it. Um, yeah. Whether you're attending shoots or maybe it's a performance that you can attend to. I think there should always be limits because sometimes um, you, you tend to cross the line a little bit. You know what I mean? And 
you forget your your why you're there mm. so i think also another comparison is that people don't understand the actual role of managing and not just with artists like i mean we see this every single day in our economy where money's being misused um this person was appointed but they don't have the qualification or they yeah. don't even have the skill for it so a lot of those um rules those responsibilities KPIs mm. you know when you when you when you're being interviewed for roles they they tell you uh this is your job description a lot of people don't understand the actual job description yeah. and managing an artist is like having another child you know what i mean that's basically yeah. like you have a business that you're growing for someone else because yeah. you understand where they want to go with it and your passion sits right there is to get that person there so just to close the comparison i don't think that whatever's happening a lot with management now uh, a lot of artists think that they need managers but some of them really don't need managers you know mm -hmm. um you need to understand at which point your career has gotten to another level and how a manager should be able to be there to take you to to the next level um there are some people who need managers um and and that's for the people usually with like the big bigger vision and you know you you want to go full force with this whole thing you know so i think it's understanding yourself as an as as an individual as an artist where is it do where do you want to go with this whole thing and do i need a manager you know what i mean because then you just end up yeah. having your friends as managers who then come to work late interviews late everything is late everything is not on time and you don't want to find yourself in a situation where now you're having to fire your friend or mom or yeah. dad <laughs> you know mm. i think we've seen the situation where beyonce fired her dad and it was like mm. the wildest thing ever you tense. know what i mean so very tense so yeah i think like just to add on that you know, like mm -hmm. I always try and relate it back to what the artist, like the average artist looks like now. And yeah. I think and as an artist in Amapiano, the chances of you growing on your own um, mm -hmm. without the artist manager is quite high. And yeah. then that puts you in a position where you have to reevaluate what an artist manager is because you can, to somewhat extent, you can do your own branding your own, mm. you can put yourself out there for me it's very important to have an artist manager who's very strategic as you yeah. mentioned who can look into the future of you as an artist but also as a brand yes. you, know, you can push yourself for now you can make sure you get the reach but who is going to position you correctly in the industry mm. with the right people who's yes. going to shop for the right publishers who has the right connects that is yeah. what's important right now. Not just someone who's popular and can get you a gig because you can probably do that yourself if mm. you have the right following. Yeah, true. So that's that's, that's, that's my true. And that's and that's basically brand. that's basically to outline what a manager is. A manager yeah. is somebody who can forecast things. You know. Yeah. And, and the. I think with the pandemic, it's been the most troubling time because 
you were expecting i mean the, the country is open right now but mm. we're just being told that we're in the fifth wave are they going to close are they not and if yeah. they do close what is affected yeah. yes our cash flow we expecting um we we rely on the money from gigs but mm. um if we're trying to build a brand what brand endorsements do we have right now mm. you know what i mean how much yeah. how much revenue is that bringing in and how is that going to help us post the the pandemic because we don't just want to sign a brand deal that does not even align but now you're in survival mode because yes. you don't have the right team to kind of stay in the in in that direction mm-hmm. you know and there's nothing worse than making decisions from survival mode because mm-hmm. those kind of stigmas actually stick on you you know yeah. what i mean yeah so, yeah so knowing not knowing when a bad deal like when a good deal <laughs> could be a bad deal by yeah. you not delivering, you know, and reputation, making sure your reputation stays where it is. You don't want to be that artist who's known as a diva. Yeah. And doesn't deliver on deals. Mm. With that being said, you spoke recently, like shortly, Nana, mm-hmm. about not everyone needing an artist. When would you advise that, okay, now as an artist, I'm at the point where I need a manager to get to the next level of my career? Um, I, it, it's very tricky, you know, and when I look at the experience of artists that I've worked with, mm. I've worked with rather prominent artists, you know, I've always found myself, um, at the stage where I've, I've been behind the scenes when these artists were coming up. You yeah. know, maybe they were with different record labels or um, the person that I'm working with actually pushes their music or does distribution for them. But I've also managed artists where while I was working in the back, it kind of made sense to me that the, the real management was not an issue. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and even though there was management on the front line, that management didn't have the best interest at heart, you know. So I got into a place where if I can put it into perspective that once you release your music and you get yourself out there yeah. and you start getting the important phone calls, you know, you yeah. start getting the distribution um, calls, you start getting the feature calls. I think that would be the best time because you don't understand a lot what goes in behind the scenes. Just the basic thing of recording music at someone else's studio because mm. this prominent artist and you think that you own the song but now mm-hmm. even though you're most dominant in the song but then you realize that there's all the red tape that goes behind that and there's ownership of masters there's distribution mm-hmm. percentages there's record label percentages because that studio is owned by that record <laughs> that record label where you mm-hmm. where you are recording your music you yeah. know so i think that in the early stages of your career, you can be lucky to have, for example, I'll speak for myself that any artist that 
I have to work with that I, I I'm possibly gonna build is lucky to have me as a manager because yeah. I because I've been in so many of these situations and I've got so many connections now. Building an artist, obviously it's just understanding the, the current trends, but building an artist would not be that hard for me because of um what I've established over the past few years. But in that sense, for people who don't know, the minute you have your music out, you need to understand how them, before you even release anything, you know, and yeah. if you have faith in your work, you reach out to people and sometimes it may not just be a manager, but somebody who guides you, you yeah. know, because yeah. some people don't want to be managers, but they're like, look, since I work in events, this is pretty much what we need to do. I work with artists here and there, but your next step should be one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah. And then obviously when, when things start getting busy, you know, and when you don't know what your next step is, it's always great to have to to have someone there. So maybe I think in your like within the first year of your career, just get uh great people who can advise you, but don't ever allow yourself to go over like a year without mm. management and especially if your career is peaking more mm. especially if it's peaking mm. you know yeah and we spoke about like briefly what the types of qualities but like i wanted to go into um not more detail but like more detail for those who don't have managers right for yeah. me we spoke about someone who is strategic um, I would also add someone with good connections and yeah. I would add someone who somewhat knows the legalities behind mm. music. Those are the qualities I'd look for because um, oftentimes people don't, there isn't like a platform where you can go and search for a manager. So you usually take mm. people you know, which mm. I have nothing against that. Maybe we can just help them on the end of what should you look for? What should a person have? Okay. Um, speaking to human qualities, right? I yeah. think I'll kind of categorize everything. Speaking to human qualities, you really need a charismatic person. Um, you need a person who's not too impulsive in making decisions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, you... you how you can discover those kind of qualities is sometimes sitting down and having a conversation with people, you know, um, talking about different topics out of management and artists and all of that. Like you need to hear people's opinions because these are the people that are going to need to make decisions for you. They'll be put in yeah. power to make decisions for you. Yeah. Um, you yeah. need a person who's good at, communicating um a person who can negotiate and within negotiating your best interest needs to be at the center of everything and it's not just about yeah. negotiating money it's about negotiating um your mental health you know what i mean i mean yeah. you could be going through we have people who've lost families during the pandemic and now because you're thinking of money mm. i cannot throw you into an intense project that will be like six or three months require you every hour of your day and now you still need to do gigs you know what i mean so negotiating shouldn't just be should we should look at it from a different angle as well mm. um and then when it comes to 
um, the basic qualities, it's it's leadership. Um, you need somebody who's very yeah. confident mm-hmm. in making decisions, um, mm-hmm. a trustworthy person. The trustworthiness is the most important because there's so many people being exploited. Um, yeah. There's so many people being robbed of their money. And um, there's nothing worse than you trusting someone to make better decisions for you. They, not making the right decisions that you mm-hmm. would possibly make for yourself. Yeah. And um oh, just the basics, you know, knowing how to walk into boardrooms, not being a pushover, um, mm-hmm. standing your ground, you know, at the end of the day it's like having a lawyer fighting defending a murder crime, mm-hmm. you know. They walk in that, even if, let's say, they know the truth, but they mm. walk in there trying to defend their clients and they, they yeah. do it to the T. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and then your basic, no, the, like we said, the legal staff, you know, know how to make connections. And because you're an artist manager of maybe like a big artist. And that's why I said charismatic is because sometimes it goes, it gets to your head. And we see that a lot with the managers right right now is that they're managing these big artists and they walk around like, geez, you don't know who I am. You know who I am. You know what I mean? But that's about them now. (laughs) You get what I'm At that time, you're probably speaking to a person who runs like international tours and mm-hmm. they want, they possibly want to create a tour for you. And you're walking to a boardroom one day and that person you were rude to is like sitting at the end of the table. They, the ones that are signing your deal, you know what I mean? So that's why yeah. it's very important for that, that element of whoever you want to be your managers, just to be a nice person. You know, it's yeah. hard sometimes in an industry like this, but just be nice, you know, yeah. just be nice. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. And I think also they should be invested in your career besides, true. as you said, put the artist interest first. And this goes back yeah. to what you're talking about, negotiating. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. um, the person we have in common, who's who's our employer, always speaks about, always making sure that you build a relationship don't work off the premise that you are now a superstar and you want to charge Mm -hmm. x amount of money for a gig for an artist gig or an artist of yours and your manager advises you to charge 12k for one appearance as opposed to saying you know what these people always have events or these people know a pool of people let me rather work on building a relationship with them i'm not saying let people exploit mm. you but think True. for the long run think for the yeah. long run and you know now that you mentioned that that is um the biggest issue what i can say now that i've experienced over the past year from my observation is yeah. that people don't see the end of the stick you know what mm. i mean and if you've built a relationship with, for example, a promoter, your promoter knows that they having about 10 gigs will book you for six. You're more than welcome to have an NDA to say, look, I'm giving you this fee 
exclusively, but my normal fee is this much. And you mm -hmm. can tie them mm -hmm. to contracts and say, I don't want you discussing this and this and that because just like artists, just like managers, promoters talk. So you don't want to, they fall into that trap of, yeah, just now this promoter is going to tell people that this is my fee. But then that's why it comes back to building relationships with people. Yeah. You can be in a position and be comfortable to say, yo, I'll take those six gigs at 10K, even though my, my booking fee is 25, but this stays between you and I. And yeah. should anyone yeah. come to me with this information, I can possibly sue you or whatever. Yeah. Protect yeah. yourself. And we shouldn't take offense to protecting ourselves. Yes. <laughs> You know, because we all we all went through this pandemic, for example. You know, it wasn't just um, established places, artists, you know, but everyone went through it. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I'm saying I think that, that also like some of some of the that artists to like the next thing where um, how involved should an artist be in their do they take a back seat now because they have a manager? <laughs> um, there's a lot of artists that do. And those yeah. are the ones yeah. where it gets it, it gets sad and sour to watch, you mm. know, because you find yourself in a position where you can see all of this. You, you may not know the exact details, mm. but the disconnect that the artist has from their brand or their gigs or whatever is going on around them. Yeah. You know yeah. how, in most cases, you know how it's going to end. You know it's going to end where it's either there'll be the exploitation, there'll be you locked in a contract, there'll be um, you've, money has been stolen from you, um, accounts have been opened in your name because, you you know, and in terms of like from money coming in and going out from an accounting perspective, like you have to be on the board because mm -hmm. this is, for example, this is about you. You know what I mean? This person who's servicing you would have not been here. Had you didn't, if you, if you do not have the need for them to be there. And yeah. I mm -hmm. want to encourage every single artist to be involved in their growth every single artist needs to be at every not every meeting but meetings that have to do with the ending of distribution contracts and how you're going to move forward um the involvement of every single month if you have feature artist um agreements that people need to get what is due to them um in terms of your brand, you know, people need to be in those boardrooms because from that's what I'm saying from my experience, um, when I worked at Glen 21, every single artist there was involved. If, yeah, when yeah. there was presentations of creativity and how the stage is going to look, every single artist was there. There was sound checks. That was without fail. There was... Um, the day of the stage, how it's going to look. The artists were there the night before. They did their rehearsals and they just didn't rely on, oh, I've got a manager who's going to do it for me because your manager is going to pick something pink and you don't even like pink. 
because you're yeah. you probably don't even know what color you like and what if for that kind of element maybe your stage you wanted a green you do you get what i'm saying and if artists are not going to be involved they the narrative is not going to come from them and yeah. then they yeah. find themselves in a corner where oh no my manager knows me so well but your manager will make one wrong decision that you don't like and you're going to be afraid to voice your opinion because basically you know nothing about building your brand do you yeah. know what i mean so I want to encourage, and especially in the Amapiano, especially in this Amapiano era and spaces yeah. that artists need to be more involved. Artists need to have the knowledge. You know, you. I, I'm pretty sure with all the distributors that we know, your Electromods, your Africories, you know, your Sony's, mm -hmm. your Universal, there are people at your disposal that you can use in those spaces to say, yeah. you know, I don't understand this. And tell them to make you understand whether it's gonna take two days, three days, three meetings, five meetings, sign something that you understand. Understand what distribution is, understand what a DSP is, you know, yeah. just little things because you could be sitting there and asking yourself, okay, we signed with this distribution, but like, how does the music actually get to like my phone? There's, there's yeah. people who are very clueless about stuff like that, but the information is at everybody, at, at the tip of everyone's hands. So I just want to encourage, and especially young artists who are like 16, 17, coming into the industry yes. now, and use your internet. It's just basic. Yeah. Use your internet, understand something, but be involved, be involved, let your brand reflect who you are and not the interest of people that are leading you. you yeah. And I think also just to highlight that as an artist, you should always keep in mind that you are the product. What you bring to the table is what is putting money on everyone's exactly. table that is involved. So I, if I, you I, don't understand something, you hold not necessarily halt, but as you said, yes, you ask the questions no matter how mm. long it takes because they're pushing your stuff. You know, at the end of the day, it's not you, it, it's not that they need or you need them. They yeah. equally need you just as much. If anything, you're the boss when it comes to artist-manager relationships. Mm. Even mm. if the artist-manager has been in the game, Yes. For X amount of years it's... and has managed even legends like Brenda Fassi. But if you are an yeah. artist, you are the employer. Yes. It's so it's so weird that you mentioned that because I once had this conversation with some artists that I've previously worked with. And I'm like, look, I think they're like, oh, you're always on your laptop. And I'm like, uh, it's because I'm at work, number one. And number two... If it wasn't for what's happening here, I wouldn't be here. So mm. it's important that people around you need to understand that if I was not charting number one, if yeah. I did not have a song on radio, I wouldn't need someone to do my PR. Mm. I wouldn't need a distributor. I wouldn't need a stylist. I wouldn't need this. I wouldn't need that. 
So the ecosystem. Look, we're not saying be a bum, but don't let your career happen to you. Be be like at the forefront of what of your dealings. Yeah. Mm. No, I I support that hundred percent, and it's also important for the artist to like you're saying don't be a bum don't be an asshole about it you know yeah. don't be a tyrant and like yeah where's my pr creative where's my <laughs> no hold on okay there's a process in which things are done and for me that's where my passion sits because there's these people who for example you look at an artist like casper casper's comfortably sitting on money knowing that he's built his brand yeah, he can no. he can actually decide if I want to record. Do I want to record? Mm, no, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I mean, you look at and from an international perspective, you look at artists like Rihanna. Like, she hasn't made music since twenty sixteen. That's you crazy. Know? But she has built Fenty, where she can actually decide if you know what I want to retire. How is Jay Z retiring? And then he came back because retirement is usually like I'm done you know but then he mm. he decided like okay i want to go back uh, i want to i don't want to make music anymore you know you need to i i want to build artists to find themselves in those positions where you're not focusing on one thing and that's just you singing you know you could like i think if i don't know if you recall when adele i think it was after 30 i'm um, 25 where they said she she can't sing anymore. She's got throat something. She needed yeah. an op. Yeah. yeah. You know. But then, like, look now. She was probably in healing for some odd reason. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But, like, yeah. now she's back, but she was sustained. So I just really want artists to build out of that one thing. Because when we talk about building... Yes, we're looking at money because once you have access to money, you're able to invest in certain things, invest in other passions that you have. So it yeah. should be like a, you, you create your whole ecosystem out of one thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, if you've got people who do your branding, create, what if you, what if your passion is in PR, you open a PR agency, you know, yeah. it's, there's so many dots that can be connected just with that one little thing, you know. And I think this goes both ways. Like we've spoken mm. quite a bit about um, artists and what artist managers do for mm. the artist. But let's speak about an artist manager. What mm. can you do for yourself to make sure that with the changes in the industry, economy, you maintain a business as an artist manager um, in South Africa. I don't think there has been a genre that has lasted as long as Amapiano has. Maybe the mm-hmm. likes of Guaito. Mm. Um, but Gom didn't stay for too long, you know, and you just yeah. wonder the artist managers who were happening and making business then, where are they now? Like, how do you oh. make sure you transcend into whatever genre is going to come about next or whatever like platform of creativity or creatives or creative makers is going to come up next? How do you make sure you're versatile? And also how do you market yourself? You know, I would maybe add how do you market yourself tastefully? Because Mm. what we've seen with artist managers is 
they market themselves by sort of being the artist themselves like the artist yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they are also the celebrity but um mm. I understand that there's no other way of putting yourself out there as a market as a artist manager. So if people know that you're associated with X, Y, and Z as an artist manager, you know, then I guess mm. they'll come to you. But um, I don't. I I hope there's something that's more tasteful than that. There, you know what? There definitely is, and it goes back to the basic of your work will speak for itself. Yeah. Um, you can find yourself in situations where you're not managing everyone, but that's your line of work. You know, it's it's the same thing as a company coming to pitch and say, yeah, we want to do your events for you. And, you know, we want to be on your database. And then you show them your previous work. Yeah. Now, it's not about, when I say work, it's not about... Um, I was sitting in the VIP, uh, mm. I bumped into you and I was managing this big artist. But when you're at an event, you seldomly have business talk, right? It's yeah. about, yes, I managed this big artist, but I was able to lock in this account, that account. Yeah. Hear yeah. the stats, yeah. hear the insights. That's why numbers don't lie and the work speaks for itself. It's just unfortunate that um, when an, when a manager wants to market themselves, use social media, for example, build a profile that, no, I've managed this artist, that artist. Yeah. Because of how managers are now, people look at it like, oh, that, that, that celebrity, they want to be known as an artist. But we should be given the platform. I mean, I yeah. should be able to say, to have a post and say what my skills are and put it out there that, yes, I've managed this artist, that artist. I'm not saying that I'm the biggest deal, but guess what? I am a big deal. I've earned yeah. my stripes. You know what I mean? And this is my line of work and I want more clients. You yeah. know? So... We have to change our, I think it's from an outside um, perspective, we need to change our perception of, and it goes together with internal, with the managers themselves, as to yeah. how people see managers marketing themselves, because that is a profession. Yes. You know what I mean? And But I think you've answered it correctly. Whereas yeah. now what's being done is they are the celebrity themselves. Like they snap themselves, mm. you know, they snap themselves next to the booth, you know. Um, yeah. Whereas like, for example, graphic designers, graphic designers write a whole report of the work they've done, even yeah. on their social media. It's, it's, yeah. They don't snap themselves like, you know, getting a text from a Thai dollar sign asking them. Exactly. You see the end result of what they've put. So maybe... Artist exactly. managers should look into creating portfolios, should look mm. into like their social media writing, um, what they specialize in. Yes, I'm an artist mm. manager, but what am I good at? You know, write like yeah. a brief thing, have like a brief graphic. I'm good mm. at concepts, I'm good at stage and, design, I'm good at yeah. outsourcing resources, those types of stuff. Yeah, I think that that would make so much better and it would um 
reduce a lot of problems of this chopping and changing of artists when you go yeah. to an artist manager you would then know what you want from them because you've seen what they actually offer not that mm. they just positioned and popular and one thing i forgot is that contracts 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 people yeah you know i've 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 had a lot of experiences where there were no contracts with my yeah. dealings with artists you know yeah. and I reflect back on that moment now and I think of all the work that I've done, mm. sometimes you're happy for those relationships to end because yeah. I don't think I would ever want to work with an artist who doesn't have faith in my decision-making anymore. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, if there's more at stake for me, then it's worth the fight. But yeah, it's it, that's why it's important to pick up on those characteristics that you have with the person. You know, always be with someone who can tell you when you're doing something wrong or you're making a wrong decision. You know, and not take offense to that because if you're sitting at a table with yes men, you're gonna find yourself in a very big problem. You know, yeah. one day you're gonna find yourself in a big mess. But contract are very very important because if i'm coming if i'm building you as an artist you have nothing i'm bringing yeah. my contacts on the table i am bringing relationships that i've had to i had to build for 15 years you know and you sign a contract with this 15 year person mm. i still have that relationship but yeah do you get what i'm saying yeah. So it, and relationships it's more... are a resource in itself. Exactly. You, know? you, you pay for resources, guys. Yes. You actually pay for that. That's why, I mean, I I am very um, protective of my contacts. If mm. I know this contact does things holistically, but if I know that it's a specialized thing, whereas I can be the one to mediate and if it wasn't for me, you would have never had that seat at the table. You're not getting yeah. that contact until yeah. you and I have something on paper where we both benefit because we could build. If imagine if it's a three month project and it goes well, it can go over. You know, six months, a year, two years. You know what I mean? Everybody wins. So contracts are very important, and I really. think that's fair. You know, like because at the end of the day an artist offers their music or whatever mm -hmm. art they have, what you offer is your contacts. Mm -hmm. So as an artist, you won't just get into a deal because it's a deal. You're no. going to get it's into a lucrative people, deal. Because people, for example, people have worked with me for such a long time. Maybe this specific contact has, has worked with me over the 15 years and has been impressed. But yeah. you could possibly walk in there alone and not get the deal but if i am bringing you to the table it's without a doubt that the job is ours because they've worked with me for such a long time so now if and things and utilizes that and cuts you out of a deal and then it's just like okay yeah you got played but then it's not fair yeah you yeah. know and if if it was fair you wouldn't have come to me for that contact. Yeah. Basically, you know. And I think just 
to wrap it up on both ends of the stick, what do you think is a fair kind of agreement? Like, even if, you know, you are a starting level with you guys don't have a background in this, what should a, a fair and a, a, um, an agreement that doesn't have red flags, what should it look like? Is it like a service provider? Are you an independent contract? Is it a standard artist management agreement? What are the splits when the work comes in? Um, what should I never give over to my manager? Yeah. Um, it's such a tricky thing because so much goes into the work that managers do. I mean, for one, people don't know the difference between an artist manager and a booking agent. Mm. Right? Now, what constitutes, if you have a booking agent and an artist manager, what constitutes the job of the manager? Where does Mm. the manager get their money from? Mm. Mm. The booking agent gets their money from the gigs, right? Whether it's um, corporate gigs, international gigs, that's where they get their money from. Now, how would a manager say, no, I also want 5% of those gigs, but the manager is not putting in the work for those gigs. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and the problem is with S- in SA, everything is under one umbrella. Yeah. Um you are a service provider, you're providing management services, which is basically you negotiating on behalf of your artists, be it being gigs, be it branding, um, advertising, all of that stuff, endorsements and syncs and all of that, right? Yeah. Now, if we just say management fee across the board, yeah, you, you could see it as the same thing because that means I'll still be doing gig, um, the gigs, the negotiations. I will still be be um, getting into these boardrooms, negotiating on your behalf, selling you to brands. That's what I'm saying is that it's very important for us to get into a place where these roles are very separate from each other because you you don't walk into a bank and the brand manager is at the tellers. Yeah. The brand yeah. manager understands, and in, in obviously in order for you to run a whole company, it's very important for you to understand how each department comes together. But the brand manager is not at the tills. And guess what? If there's, if there's no one at the tills, there's no one at the tills. Yeah. So yeah. if we look at artist management contracts, and because I'm not that good with the legal terms and ideas i can sit with legal teams and say this is what i want then you just give me your legal jargon you know what i mean but i've got an idea that um management and bookings should be separate that's why even the time frame of you getting a manager for now it's great to have a bookings person when you're still building your Mm -hmm. brand you know, mm-hmm. looking at that first year, the one the, where, like what I was previously saying is that that first year where you're building yourself, yeah. you can, yeah. I'm sure you can get yourself to interviews. I'm sure you can do these meetings. Yeah. Go with like your 
qualified friend and legal or go there alone and say, okay, send me whatever documentation. I'll have somebody to have a look at it. But then yeah. at least, you know, um, you can, you have somebody doing your bookings. Yeah. Right? Now, when, within a year, you will definitely get um, offers, right? Whether it yeah. starts very small. That's where now the need for a, man, a manager plays a role. Is that, okay, cool. Um, now the the corporate work is coming in. You know, yeah. the, the endorsements are coming in. That's where now you have a manager and say, okay, cool. All the money that comes in, these are the deals we're working on. This is the fee that we're going to get. That is the artist management agreement in the perfect world. Yeah. And yeah. as my brand is growing, there's different creative elements that I would like to start. Now it becomes different in creativity because you have a photographer, you decide how to build them, you have a you have a stylist, you have all of that stuff. I feel like it should work like that. But in this current situation, your manager's so yeah. they've got they've got claim on bookings money and then there's there's the misunderstanding of the distribution money because mm-hmm. your distributor's taking a certain percentage right so does your manager then have an agreement in line on your contract to say from distribution I'll be getting a 5% and what is that for is it for the management? Is it for the the administration of the distribution deal? Mm. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. There's so many specifics because there's a lot of artists who feel like, I don't understand why my manager wants a percentage of my distribution money when yeah. I get paid out, you know? Yeah. But then you look at it like... Um, your manager's the one who's... If you don't have a music team, your manager's the one who submits all your music. Your manager is the one that carries out all the administration. You know, mm-hmm. So it's important for you to say, I cannot come and claim I want a 20% administration fee. Like, yeah. that yeah. is insane for me to fill out a metadata sheet and I want 20%. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's but you, it, you get people like that, eh? You do. It's bad. Like, it's, you know, this industry is horrible now, you know. Um, everyone's in survival mode is what I believe. So I think where I will see an evolving part of our industry is once roles are understood, Yeah, you know, because if we don't understand roles, then you're going to have a finance person at reception. Now, finances are falling apart because they're busy running and answering calls. They cannot attend to all these reports that are coming in. Like, and, and, and it's not to undermine people. The problem is people don't understand. They have a, an emotional perception when it comes to positions, right? That's like when they say you're a, maybe an artist assistant or a PA, people think you're like a skivvy, and that's actually not what you are. 
when they say someone is a, an office assistant. No. Yeah. That person is the anchor of the office. If that person yeah. is not here and we don't know how to switch on the TV, guess what? Our presentation is dead. We look unprofessional. Yeah. You get yeah. what I mean? It's important for everyone to understand from the top down and how these roles work all together to make that dream come true. You know, because I don't think that Casper would have had so many fill-ups mm. if there was no understanding of how this thing is going to start. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah. I kind of even lost my train of thought there. <laughs> no, but I get you. I get yeah. you. And that yeah. sums it up perfectly. Um, just make sure, even if you don't get the like the, the cuts and mm. the apportionments right mm. at the first start I think a good start as you've mentioned is just the roles of everyone and respecting um, each and every person's role um, undermine the next person's role Mm. within your staff as an artist now we're speaking from the point of an artist but the point of a manager I think it's as you've said um, think long term if anyone is supposed to be not not necessarily merciless, but if anyone is supposed to be, hmm, I can't find the word, but yeah, you you have less grace as an artist manager because you don't know when the next artist is going to walk through the door. You don't mm-hmm. know how long the genre is going to last. Mm-hmm. Where as opposed to an artist, they can always you know change themselves. They can always rebrand themselves. So. Yeah careful not to knock yourself off as an artist manager i think also um we see that a lot with djs and producers i mean there was a time where djing was was probably well from like i always say it's my opinion my observation i feel like there was a time where i think it was after the was it the kwaito era or after and yeah. obviously they were like your DJ freshers, but we always knew DJs as radio DJs. Yeah. We didn't know as people who produce music. So yes. I don't think at yes. that point we kind of saw longevity in being a DJ. And then you look at where a person like DJ Fresh is now in terms of his music. And then you see how there's your black coffees from being a DJ. You know, it started yes. as a DJ and then it became what well, you DJ you can learn how to make music and then you become a producer Bobby, you know what I mean exactly crystals you know what I mean and it, it, that's why it's very important to not undermine where where people are going and then you know you, and then you see artists like your Devin Gogos people who are part of international festivals yeah you know but yeah. they've changed the perception of where they are. They have branded, they've rebranded themselves, constantly rebranding yes. themselves, you know, moving with the times, but staying true to who they are. You yeah. know, that's why it, there's a whole lot that goes into just artist management and being an artist is from the psychological point of view, you know, physically, where are you, you know, there's just a lot yeah and as a manager um 
in as much as you know I was saying you shouldn't cut yourself off in terms of deals because you don't know when the next deal is going to uh, mm. come from. But as you're saying, watch the trends, like, mm. you know, watch the trends. Also believe in your artists and what yeah. they're doing. You know, yeah. if your artists are really passionate on X, Y, and Z, support them. Um, because who's to say that whatever venture they go into next, they still want you um, just by virtue of you believing in, in them, them growing yeah. as as a brand and not just an artist, so that's my takeaway from this episode. Yeah, believing in your artist, supporting your artist, um, the doing the actual I... work that needs to be done. Yeah, and protecting yourself. I mean, you as an as a manager, you're also human. You know, yeah. some of us kids you know there's people managers who are in relationships having family problems um we should not neglect ourselves and especially in an era like well in a pandemic like this where mental health has become such a devastating um, situation right now you know we shouldn't disregard ourselves and say okay number one is my artist but also don't forget yourself but always remember I like that part of just believing in your artist. That's all yeah. that matters because the wildest ideas came from just somebody saying, okay, yes, let's try that out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. No? Again, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode with Balesa and myself. Please do follow all of our social media pages. Well, it's just one at this point, but also follow us um on our individual pages mine is nubegononto and debuho is debuho underscore mx this episode was so long and i just thought top five would make it even longer but you know what make sure you go into ig and give us your top five how about that till next time um keep safe